When you're turned on, you're turning her on and then it's expanding her orgasmic pleasure. But if you're just constantly holding yourself back, like when she's like, harder, go faster, deeper, and you can't do it. Yeah. You gotta learn how to do that because sometimes she needs you to get it. What is going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Raw Dating Advice Podcast. I'm so excited for this one. I have one of my favorite colleagues that I work with, not only because she compliments me well, but she is the best expert I know on all things sexual, all things female anatomy and physiology getting turned on, and all things behind the bedroom. And I actually had her speak at my last boot camp, and guys to this day are still raving about that amazing talk that you gave. So I wanted to have her come on and give a lot of value to my YouTube channel, um, especially if you guys aren't yet familiar with Susan Bratton. So welcome to the show, Susan Bratton. Great to see you, Patrick. I'm so happy to be working with you again. I love doing stuff with you. Yeah, <laughs> and I especially you. appreciate that I'm your go-to sex expert and I've got some fantastic things for you today. So okay. thank you for sending me a few of the things you wanted to talk about in advance because I've really thought them through. And I've got, what, what I like to do is I like to give guys actionable advice, stuff you can do, you get why, and you do it, and it freaking works. So that's what yeah. we're going to do today. That is my favorite. Actionable stuff I can actually visualize myself implementing, yeah. especially fun stuff like this. You can actually be visualizing yourself having sex rather than watching a lot of porn and never getting it. Right. So that's exactly. what we're going to be doing today. Um, so where do you want to start? I feel like one of the things that I sent you that I was really curious about was, you know, a lot of women, I feel like guys have the insecurity behind closed doors. They don't necessarily know what women want, what they don't want. So one of the topics I think I asked you was like, what are some things that women wish men did in bed? You know, so yes. why don't we kind of just start there and see where the conversation goes? I think that's a great idea. And what, there are a couple of things. So, you know, as a penis owner, you are driven by testosterone. And as a vulva owner, we don't say vagina anymore because the vagina is just the birth canal. We like you to think about the entire lady parts areas, which I know we're going to get into more detail about that. It's one of my favorite things to talk about is women's genitals and how you can play with them to give her unbelievable pleasure. So we're definitely going to get to that in even more detail. But um you are like, you're horny and ready to go. You're horny every day. And you are like, once you get an erection, you're like ready for penetration. And it is almost impossible for me to explain how different the female is <laughs> where she's, you're, you're like full speed ahead and she's all over the map. Now that comes as no surprise if you know women, but what we need is a lot more warm up. And I know, I know your guys know that there's that, that foreplay needs to be involved, but I want to give you some real specifics about that. Um, the first one is the thing that I tell guys is um, slow down and then slow down some more and then slow down even more because I can actually see in men how they're just like, uh, <laughs> like, like it, it's like, they're just like ready. And though we women love that you're like 
pawing us and you're like, you know, snorting and stamping like a bull to get in our China shop and stuff. And we do love that about you. We also need you to, you're like so far ahead of us. We need you to come back and get us and bring us along because our desire and arousal they're cyclical over the month, you know, because we we're women who run with the moon and we have our menses, even after menopause, um, we still are very cyclical. We want sex. We want it a lot. We want it to be awesome. We want you to come us like crazy, but you have to, your job is the heavy lifting and the heavy lifting is coming back and getting us and taking us on an erotic adventure. So there's a couple of things that are really, really, really good to do. And one of them is that we love full body touch. I like to use an analogy I call the bullseye touch technique, where you imagine a bullseye and it's got the rings, you know, that go smaller and smaller until you get, you get the creamy middle. And what you're used to in playing darts at the bar and drinking your pipe, pints is boom, you want to hit the bullseye every time. But the thing with women is you actually arouse them faster when you start on the outside rings and work your way in. When you think about the fact that what she needs is like her hair stroked and her cheeks stroked and her neck nibbled and her arms touched and her back touched and her butt grazed with your hands. And she really likes her feet touched. This is not something that you would think is foreplay, but a foot massage is so fantastic for women because the, set, the sensory signals that go from the foot are in the brain are right next to the sensory signals that go from the clitoris to the brain. Wow, I didn't there know that. something really erotic about a man rubbing our feet and giving to us selflessly. And we always wear those sexy high heels for you. So our feet hurt. So rubbing the feet, rubbing the body, full body, and then working your way from the outside in. So a lot of guys, when they think about getting a woman turned on, they think, oh, okay, I've got to twist these knobs and push this button. When in fact, because that's what you want, the very first thing you'd like her to do is put her hand on your package because that actually calms you down. That's like the signal that it's going to get some attention and she likes it and it feels good. But for her, it's the opposite. When you grab her crotch, when you grab her breast, when you go right for her nipples and you've never touched any of the tissue around it or her sternum or her neck, it's too much too soon. Mm. So you have to like, get your gas and brake going. You've got to slow yourself down and drop in to her needing. She's a kitty cat. So she mm. needs to be stroked like a cat, never against the fur, always top down and long languorous strokes. And when you pet a cat, when you get a cat that comes and sits in your lap and they love you to pet them, that cat you enjoy petting that cat. She, that's a nice cat. And that's really what you have in your hands when you have a woman, you have a kitty I cat. I see. One of the, so, oh, sorry to interrupt. That's okay. what, what you're saying, it kind of reminds me of like, you know, if a guy, a lot of times I'll, I'll tell guys like, 
to how to break the touch barrier. And it was very similar to that analogy you gave. I'm like, you got to start with the least intimate part, which is further out from your midline. That's and so that's kind of what I teach guys. So almost when you were saying that, I guess it made me wonder, it, it's almost like this starts outside of the bedroom. Even when you're just having that casual conversation in public, you start on the outside and over time you're working your way in. Yes, exactly. It's the outside to the inside. It's the extremities to the erogenous. Mm. Exactly. And what I wanted to say too was you want to transform that kitty cat into a tigress. And you do that through that outside in approach. The other thing that is very important is holding a woman. You want to step, you know, we women are so strong now. We earn our incomes and we're running companies and, you know, we're, we're often in our masculine. And when we get to the bedroom, we want you to get us in our feminine. And one of the best ways to do that is through something that I call the soulmate embrace. And it's how a woman has been wanting to be held her whole life and has never been held. And I have a download with the description of exactly what to do that I'm going to give to your guys, your watchers. And oh, wow. if you put the link below to the soulmate embrace, then they can download that because the most common thing that guys do is they'll hold you. And then when you go, oh, they let you go and they're done. That's only the first exhale because arousal actually begins in relaxation. If you've ever been with a woman who's flighty or she's knocking things over, she's clumsy, she's fidgety, she seems high, high strung. She's a woman who needs to get really well made love to. She needs to get it good, but you can't give it to her until you calm her down. So you set a masculine frame by holding her the way she's been dreaming of her whole life with this soulmate embrace. It gets her literally drooling for you. Literally drooling for you. Drool is a sign of relaxation. And when you get the, the spit running, the, va the vaginal area is getting lubricated. It's fascinating. It's all one, one, two. Huh, yeah. So that's the soulmate embrace. The second thing is dirty talk. A lot of times guys do, and I have a book, on Dirty Talk that's downloadable. I'm gonna give you a number of my little mini sex techniques that are downloadable. So you'll put a link below for my Dirty Talk book. The Dirty Talk book is how to talk dirty without being weird or how to talk dirty without sounding like all you do is masturbate to porn all day. Mm. Because that's not what women want. And there's five Dirty Talk te techniques in that book where I literally tell you what to say that turns a woman on and that's available for you. Women need two things in equal measure verbally. They need you to adore them and they need you to tell them why you find them very specifically sexually irresistible. So you have to tell them what you love about their ass or their breasts or their face or their legs or whatever it is that's really attractive to you. And you have to tell them what you adore and appreciate about them. Women need a lot of verbal encouragement. And that is difficult for men because men are men of few words. They, women talk circles around the guys. So the Dirty Talk book teaches you how to do these things. And literally, I just give you the phrases. And then you can ad lib from there. But it's kind of like Mad Libs. You can start with what I gave you. So Dirty Talk yeah. is another thing. And then another thing that's maybe surprising to you, but... Women need a lot 
a variety, often more than men do. They need you to move their bodies and take them into different sex positions because when you move a woman's body, you move her emotions and you establish masculine sexual leadership by actually manhandling them in a delicate way, right? And so I created another download that's a very popular download of mine. It's called Seven Stimulating Sex Positions. And these are very, very sexy sex positions that incorporate a lot of full body touch and a lot of pleasuring her erogenous zones while you're penetrating her. And some of them are oral pleasuring and some of them are intercourse techniques. And that's the third thing I have for you. That is, it's, it's an illustrated guide too. So you can actually <laughs> see the pictures of what you're supposed to do. So it's like, it's kind of like a cartoon book. It's like a graphic novel. Yeah. novel. So yeah. I think that's important. Um, really, what I, when I talk to women behind closed doors, generally, they feel bored with their partner. Mm. And they'll never tell him that. And they don't know how to ask for it. And a lot of women are like, well, I don't want to ask for it because I don't know what I want. I just know what I'm getting isn't really very exciting for me. So taking her on an erotic journey by moving her body in different sex positions, and they're all doable for anyone of any body dynamics. That's one of the nice things about it. Yeah. And then there's two other things. If you yeah. really want to arouse her, the comp, there's, there's, this like tr holy trinity mm. and that is kissing play orgasmic breast massage and nipple play and yoni massage massaging her genitals with your hands not fingering not just like trying to make her calm mm. but actually giving her genitals lots of oily massage good and i recommend that you use organic oil, like organic sweet avocado, uh, sweet almond oil or organic avocado oil or organic jojoba oil, but not coconut oil because it disrupts the vaginal microbiome for many women. So when you use a nut oil, you can wipe it off and go right down on her. And there's no, you're not, you're not giving any nasty chemicals to her and you're not eating any nasty chemicals, which is hmm. really nice, but using that oil all over her breasts and kissing her and then playing with her yoni. It's a um, real combination that gets her aroused because she's not ready for penetration till she's begging you to put it in. And so mm. making her wait till you get her really turned on because this, if this is your penis and all of this is erectile tissue, she has exactly the same amount of erectile tissue inside her genitals. And what's great about that is that you, you can access all of this tissue. It's, it's actually surrounding her vagina. So the, her clitoris is just the tip of the iceberg of all that tissue you want to get plumped up, fluffed up and engorged because then she's going to be able to achieve orgasm from intercourse without even any clitoral stimulate, like direct clitoral stimulation because the whole clit got puffed up. Mm. Um, and then finally, I do a lot of primary research. I ask couples, what are you good at in bed? And what aren't you so good at in bed? And couples tell me all the time that one of the things they're the worst at is incorporating sex toys into lovemaking. Mm. 
Now, women are using sex toys, using vibrators all the time to get themselves off when you're not there. Why wouldn't you be adding that into play? And the seven stimulating sex positions is one of the things where I show you some really good ways to incorporate sex toys into lovemaking because she can have orgasms with and without them. So why would you make her not get those two? Give her as many orgasms as you can because she'll be scheduling dates with you and <laughs> you can give her that many orgasms. So those are my best techniques for what she's looking for that she's not getting that you can give her that other guys don't. Oh my God, you've blown my mind in literally the last 15 minutes. Like I, like just the urge for every one of those tips, I was like, I could see myself, I like it, even helping my own dating life out with my, with my woman in my bedroom where yeah. we've been having a lot of sex for a long time where I'm like, yo, that would definitely help. Like, and I think what it really comes down to is exactly where you started guys rush to it. And obviously yeah. I know, cause I'm a guy. Right. Yeah. And one of the things I realize is sometimes, especially if this is a girl that you've been dating, like in my case, um, sometimes, you know, you kind of just want to do business as usual, but not realizing that she still has to get warmed up. And yes. that's first off the, the soulmate embrace. Yeah. I was like, I mean, I can imagine that working instantly. Right. And yeah. the way I thought about it is you, you took us from step-by-step step from literally on the date to even behind the bedroom, how you're getting her turned on throughout the course of the night. And I think the, yeah. the paradigm shift there for a lot of guys is it's kind of like a slow dial for her where you're kind of just doing exactly what you said, step-by-step step, to slowly ramp it up to where she's begging for that. And if you can give her that experience, like you said, she's gonna be coming back for more. And the other thing I wanted to say was, you know, one thing that, you know, I, I think about the guys who are listening to this right now, and I, I know that there are a percentage of guys out there who maybe have a woman who they immediately know they can go try this stuff on. But then there's a other subset of guys where, you know, they're struggling to even get past maybe that first date or that first night. And I was thinking to myself, well, if I wasn't back in that mindset where maybe I'm not quite comfortable with myself in the bedroom yet, I was like, well, how would I feel comfortable bringing out something like an oil or bringing out something like a sex toy, like you recommended. And then I thought back to some of the experiences I've had. And I, I remember when a girl I've had several times where a girl brought out her own sex toy and I wasn't expecting it, it is my first time hooking up with her. Or I even had a girl bring out oil. First time that happened to me, I was like, it blew my mind because it's such a change of pace and it shows like sexual confidence or that I actually am taking your needs into consideration. So I think guys don't limit yourself to thinking, Oh, I can only do this in a relationship. Realize that this is stuff that you can use with a girl. If this is your first time hooking up with her. Well, and I also think that if she's someone you like, and you know, what I, what I noticed about most men is that there aren't that many guys that just want to do a bunch of hookups. Most guys are looking for a steady girlfriend. Yeah. And if the first time you're physical with her, all you, all you do is start with the soulmate embrace and you're just lying in bed holding her and following those directions that I give you, she's going to be like, man, that guy was amazing. He was just really into me and so sexy because she wants that even though you think it's like, I'm doing this to get to penetration. It's what she, it's, it's literally, she would often say that they're equally important to her. And sometimes women would say it's more important because they feel honored and loved and protected and secure and not rushed. 
and they respect you more and want you more because you're focused on giving them the thing they need, which is safety, security, grounding, appreciation, um, slow connection, intimacy. That's, that's what makes women want to have sex with you. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's so good. And even, you know, kind of one of the things you said there is like, she finds it sexy, right? And I think a lot of guys, maybe they, if, especially if they've lacked experience in this area, or maybe they've had some downtimes recently, they might start guys feeling like they're not in a place where they feel sexy to women. So, you know, kind of, you know, what I wanted to kind of ask you about is like, what are some of the things that women really do secretly find sexy that guys do that maybe we're not quite aware of, you know? Well, it, so it was funny. I, I thought about what, what the answers to, what the answer would be that I would give you. And then I asked some of my girlfriends. Mm, I love and, it. You pulled the girls. I pulled the girls. And um, I'll give you the top line, which is it felt, what they responded fell right in line with what I would have told you in the abstract. So I think it's really good for me to give you the abstract and then give you their actual verbatim words. Okay. So there are three things women want from you. Three things that, that are sexy to her that you don't even know you're doing that turn her on. The first one is what I would call putting your attention on her. I always like to call it keeping an eye on the supply. <laughs> The second one is this combination of masculine sexual leadership and security, creating a safe space for her because women walk around in the world afraid and that's foreign to the masculine because it's safe for you to go everywhere and do everything and it's not safe for us. So when you provide security and leadership, it's very sexy to us. And then the third thing is grooming. And as a matter of fact, for many women, grooming tops the list of things that they find most attractive about a man, a man of any level of handsomeness. Because remember, different women like different things. Some girls want a big bear leather daddy and other girls want a tall, skinny artist type and other girls want the nerdy guy. And, you know, some, you know, I mean, we all have our different jams. So if she likes you, you're her type. Don't second guess it. If she's having sex with you, if she's talking to you, if she's dating you, you got something she's interested in. So here's what Dr. Vijay told me she likes. She said, I like all things related to hidden time sinks I usually have to do. And this is more for people in a relationship. Take out the trash so I don't have to. Order dinner for me without asking me, what do you want to eat? Where do you want to go? Planning a vacation and taking me on it coming home to a house that's been straightened up, hiring the pest guy if there's an ant problem. Number two, wearing the right fragrance because it's so sexy, dressing well, carrying oneself with the requisite swagger, love notes and unplanned thinking of you phone calls, that's attention, stealing away for a weekday lunch or a midweek date. She calls this the midweek rendezvous and it's so, so sexy. Sporty boy stuff taking your kid to the batting cages, playing soccer with the guys, being rugged without me, <laughs> making money, being ambitious, making me know we can afford some splurges since he has the finances handled, being debonair. That's hard to describe, but it makes me swoon. 
rescuing me when I'm overwhelmed, which could take on so many varieties. And most of all, being strong, being my rock and him believing there's nothing more important in the world than me. It's so sexy to feel genuinely loved. Christy Wise, who is a relationship therapist says, when he acts like my hero or my protector, when he puffs up and thinks I'm being disrespected and he's got to take care of me. I love that more than anything. That's what turns me on. Carol Allen, she's um, love is in the stars astrology expert. And she says, when he says, I've got it, I got you, baby, it's handled. I'm on it. Let me do that. What can I, what can I do to help you? And I love cats. She says, that's my personal favorite. <laughs> I guess she likes cats. <laughs> <laughs> and then I asked Helen Hillix, uh, she's a sacred sexuality coach and a relationship therapist. And she said, noticing that I need support and offering it without being asked on whatever level that is, physical, emotional, or spiritual. And then my first ones were security management, um, killing the bugs, getting the door, fixing the things, <laughs> clean fingernails, manscaping, getting your teeth cleaned at the hygienist when he acts like my hero or protector. And so when you think about it, all of these things come back to attention to what's going on in her world, leadership and security. That's the masculinity piece and grooming. Yeah. Guys let that grooming slip because it's not important and they don't see it. Women see every hangnail, every piece of dirt, every skanky Shrek toenail, every pube sticking out on the bottom of your penis. That make, and when they give you a blowjob, they're like, Ugh, right? Like they just see all that stuff. And we don't like it. <laughs> that's, that's so powerful. Um, everything you said there was so good to see the perspective of the different types of women that answered the the poll but also the commonalities is what really stood out to me and what what i noticed was the big one that you mentioned which was just taking full leadership right because like you said she needs to be able to trust your guidance as a man because she's in a world where it's scary to be by herself right and so even like i think a lot of guys they they struggle with like they want to cater to her needs so they let her start leading and i think that's the mistake is just you, you take the lead with a full assumption of a positive response, whether it's in the bedroom or whether it's the little stuff throughout the day or throughout the date. I think that is really kind of what I noticed in all of those answers there. Yeah. Wasn't it fun to just hear how all the women said basically the same thing? <laughs> yeah. In their own unique, different ways. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Dude, that, that was, was that question. was awesome. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. So I guess going back to some of the places that you mentioned touching women, right? Yeah. Um, and you already mentioned a few of these that really drive women wild. Mm. Um, maybe what are some of the, the best places to touch women and the best timing to kind of do it? Because um, I think a guy might hear something like what you were saying earlier, stroke her like a cat. And he's like, okay, I'm going to use that one. Next time I'm just going to sit there and stroke her, right? So what's kind of like the timing and kind of like the when and how I would do it and where I would touch them. Um, kind of your thoughts on some of that. Yes. Um, I have um, a program for men called the passion patch, the one place to touch her, to arouse her in 30 seconds flat. And I'll give you a link for it. And okay. what's interesting about that is that um, for, for a lot of guys now, mostly these are men who have been in relationship for a while. And when a woman starts to like, 
not want you to touch them? It's because you've been touching them to get sex rather than just touching them for pleasure. One of the things I teach is a technique called touching for rapture. And what it really means is that for a lot of men, you're, you're strategizing. You're trying to do the twist the knobs and put, poke the button. You're trying to touch for effect. You want to touch her to get her to feel something, to do something, to get her turned on. And instead, I want you to flip that. And I want you to touch her for your pleasure. And often when you touch a woman for your pleasure, you're actually going to touch her jiggly bits. Those jiggly bits, breasts, hips, belly, butt, thighs, back of the arms. These are the areas where women hold what's called gynoid fat. And gynoid fat is the fat we use to have stores for when we have babies and we nurse them. Mm. And it's a, it's a, a biologically wired signal of fertility. It turns you on. Women are so afraid that they look fat, but men like that. They like to hold on to a woman. They don't yeah. look at it and go, that's cellulite. They look at that and go, I'd like to sink my teeth into that. That's what I mm. want to touch. So women are so afraid that that's, you know, because we're, under the you know veil of Madison Avenue and airbrushed everythings and filters on all photos and all those kinds of things that are we feel like our imperfection is a negative thing. But you as a testosterone dominant man, you have rose colored goggles. It's like, I mean, there's a certain point where a woman's not attractive to you. You've got a limit, but generally men like a voluptuous, curvy, booby, woman. And of course, it's always the spectrum. So she doesn't know that. So when you start to touch her for your pleasure, when you just play with her body and just like, how would you touch her to get yourself turned on? You mm. want to touch her for your pleasure because she can feel you feeling her. And she can mm. tell the difference between when you're trying to touch her for effect to make her do something. And when you're just being with her, and taking the joy from touching her. So that's one piece. We already talked mm. about the bullseye touch and working yeah. your way from the outside in. And then the So third... it's kind of like getting out of your own head and just kind of giving into your primal urges that allows you to connect deeper with her through that physical touch is what I'm gathering, right? Definitely, especially when you make sounds like, baby, you feel so good to me. This just turns me on so much to touch you like this. I love the way you feel under my hands. Mm. You know, like that is nice for us. And then you have to think about where does this woman like to be touched? Because some women like tickly, light, scratchy things. And some women like more hard handed pressure. Um, and so there's that piece of it, you know, like, is it spongy and springy or is it delicate and tickly? You know, women like a different kind of touch. You can discover that pretty easily. But then there are certain areas that also create a natural magnetic turn on to you. Here are some examples. Touching the lower part of her back when you get the door for her as she goes through is like, I'm guiding you. 
when you're riding in the car together and you put your hand just above her knee on the top of her thigh and you just squeeze right there a little bit and you run your hand up and down her thigh and you rest your hand, you're mine. Mm. Another one is, this is a Taoist technique, 2000 year old ancient Chinese secret. Squeezing her wrist with your two fingers just a little bit right there where the hand meets the arm actually sends erogenous energy currents through some women's bodies. Women who are very sensitive, they'll, they'll just like that subtle little you playing with them. Another one is when you have a girlfriend and you hold her hand, have an I love you. Three squeezes, a private thing. Baby, when I am holding your hand. So holding her hand is huge. I, that daddy energy, we women love the daddy energy. And there's a few women who don't like it. Mostly women who've had a shitty daddy. But mm. the large majority of us love the daddies. And when you're holding our hand, we feel so cared for. And when, when you squeeze, I love you and nothing is said, and she knows that that's what that means, she loves it. Now, in the book, there are many more, and what it does is it allows you to systematically find those things that that woman responds to, and how to do it in stealth mode. Because I think there are certain things that are better left unsaid between partners when you're trying to continue to establish and maintain your masculine sexual leadership. So I don't recommend, oh, honey, I downloaded the Passion Patch and I'm testing out all these things on you. Tell me which one you like. Nay, you don't do that. You just do them and see where the reactions come from because that's back to attention and affection. And that makes a big difference. So those are some, some good ones. Wow, that is, that's a lot. And that is so great. Uh, and I definitely am going, I'm going to personally be checking out that ebook. I, I, I just know that for you. sure. <laughs> yeah. So any of the guys watching as she's bringing up any of these resources, these are all free resources, I believe that you can check out the links to all, I'll put all of them right below the video. Um, so definitely check these out. Um, so I guess some of the other topics that we had, and you can kind of let me know uh, which one you're most eager to talk about right now is kind of just, I guess, what, what are some things to look for a guy to be looking for as far as like signs that a woman might be good in bed or right signs that a girl might be, I don't know, like what, what's kind of going through a girl's head, maybe her own insecurities and kind of bring us into that world. So we can have a better understanding of what we're doing as we get into the bedroom too, you know? Yes. Um, I was, I, I recently was um, emailed by, you know, my, my, my favorite title that I call myself is trusted hot sex advisor to millions. That's kind of my tagline. When mm. I try to tone it down, I call it intimacy wellness because some people are freaked out by sex, but thank God you are not. And we always have such a great time. So a trusted hot sex advisor is like a dear Abby of sex and guys and women, people across the gender spectrum write to me all the time with their most private questions and I answer them and I've been doing it for like 15 years. So I've really seen the things that happen and go on with people when their relationships start, they're in the middle, they're at the end, they fall apart, they get divorced, they get back to, you know, like all this stuff. And a guy wrote to me recently and he said, we're, we're an older couple and I'm dating a woman and I really, really like her but she 
feels like her she's too old to have sex anymore. She's kind of past having sex. She doesn't really want to have it. And um, she kind of feels like it's shameful and wrong at her age to have sex and that she's never really had good sex. What do I do? And I said, turn her into your friend and get a real girlfriend because mm. you'll never change her. There is a certain percentage of women for many, many reasons, mostly religious repression, who are never going to be good in bed, who are never going to get over themselves, who are never going to enjoy lovemaking. That being said, so you got to know when to hold them and know when to fold them. And you don't have to give her up if you like her, but you're not going to ever change her. And then there are women who are just inexperienced. And I always say that couples that play together stay together, especially in the bedroom. You learn together. The great thing about sex is that it's totally different in your 20s, your 30s, your 40s, your 50s, your 60s, your 70s, your 80s, and your 90s. And you continue to be, uh, you, can, you can, if you put your attention on it, and if you're watching us right now, you are one of the people who wants to have lifelong learning about your sexuality. You want to grow and expand. You're open to learning. And that's about 15% of the population. It's not everybody. Most, those are the sexual seekers, the ones who are like, oh, this is like personal development, but for my sex life, the more I learn, the better I get, the better I get, the better sex is, the better sex is, the more I have, the more I have, the better I get. I call that the upward pleasure spiral and you can get on it and you can stay on it. I'm pushing 60 years old. I'll be 60 this year. Wow, I've married I would have never I've been uh, married with my husband almost 30 years. We met 30 years this year and my sex life has never been better. I've never been juicier. I've never come better. I've never been hotter. I've never had better orgasms. I've never had better intimate connection with my husband. We've never had more fun together. So it can keep getting better. It never ends. It keeps getting better your whole life long if you take care of your health. So, and you have a good attitude. So how do you know she's good in bed? She dresses sexy, number one. Number two, she likes dirty jokes and she doesn't mind talking about sex. She's open to it. She's excited to date you. She likes to kiss. She likes and feels comfortable having a safe sex talk with you before having sex with you. She talks about contraception, STDs. Are you an anti-masker or a masker? You know, the things that she needs to know to keep herself protected. She thinks you're handsome or she wouldn't be with you. She likes when you touch her. She doesn't pull away. She comes toward you. She has sex with you. <laughs> <laughs> and how, the way to keep up with a woman who has these things, it's, it's like, okay, you've got one that's good in bed. You've got one that's got potential. You've got one that's got a good attitude. She's not, you know, like she hasn't been messed up by religiosity or society or whatever, you know, uh, or trauma. Um, how do you keep up with her? Variety. Yeah. Go back to seven stimulating sex positions. Go back to dirty talk book. Go back to the things we talked about in the other videos and the soulmate. Hold her, play with her, pick her up, move her, buy her lingerie, take her to different rooms in the house and have sex with her, have sex with her outside, have sex with her in the car, have sex with her in the desert. You live in Arizona. Yeah. Um, you know, that's what you must do 
is bring the variety and the novelty because desire is an equation. Mm. Variety and novelty, fresh and new, plus security and safety. You're not going to hurt her. You're not going to get her pregnant by accident. You're, you care about STDs. You know, you love her. If she farts, you don't care. Safety equals desire. That is what gets her wanting you. If you're just safe and you're boring, she gets bored. If you're just wild and crazy, she can't really relax and doesn't trust you. You know, like you always hear about the bad boys that we love to have sex with. Well, we love to have sex with them once in a while, but they're not the guy we want to have sex with every night. Mm. So the bad boys, they're like a match flame that burns out. You want the steady state flame. You want the hunk of hunk of burning love. You bring variety and security and you get desire. I see. So when you are talking all about variety, can that also apply to in the moment? And I just know like for me, like one of the things that I would always do to last a little bit longer and keep the party going was um, switching it up. So if I felt like I was about to come, I would kind of, you know, switch up the position or I would just go down on her or something like that, where we're just switching up variety kind of moment to moment. Is that also applied to what you're talking about? Yes. Um, you don't need to just get to intercourse and keep having it. You, one of the best things about languorous lovemaking is just seeing what's good in the moment, trying lots of new things, taking a break and hugging each other and drinking some water, having some strawberries and some grapes, kissing a little bit more. Oh, could you rub my feet for a while? Sure, baby, I can rub your feet. And then she's like, oh, mm, can you eat me now? Sure, baby, I can eat you now. You know, it, it, that's... That's where she doesn't feel so much pressure. And then I'll say mm -hmm. one more thing about the lasting long enough. There's a technique that I teach called the me breath. It stands for much ecstasy. And it's mm -hmm. really about how you can begin to gas and break your urge to ejaculate so you can last as long as she wants you to until she's ready for you to come. And then she's just like, I'm ready, baby. Can you come for me? And you can. And it's a learned technique that uses a specific breath a specific squeeze of your pubococcygeus muscle, your PC muscle, combined with a specific pelvic rocking. I'll give you a link to it and I'll definitely get the program for you. Um, it's, a, it's like learning a golf swing. You know how when you learn a golf swing, you're like, you got to hold the club right. You got to yeah. get the angle. You got to look at where you're going. You got to get the swing back. You got to rotate your, you know, your midline. And then you got to follow through. It's literally... It's that easy to learn the mid, the, mm -hmm. the knee breath. It's like learn, it's literally like learning to drive. You got to gas, you get a break, you look at the rear view mirror, you got to use the steering wheel. It's that, it's a learnable skill. And then you can gas and break your ejaculation. So you can start to have full body, male, multiple orgasms. And when you start having full body orgasms because you don't need to ejaculate to have an orgasm and you're showing her how much pleasure she's creating. It's basically like a tuning fork. When you have two tuning forks and you, you hit one against an object and then it starts to make the other one vibrate when you put it close to it. That's mm. what you're doing. When you're turned on, you're turning her on and then it's it's expanding her orgasmic pleasure. But if you're just constantly holding yourself back, if you can't just like when she's like harder, go faster, deeper, and you can't do it. Yeah. You got to learn how to do that because sometimes she needs you to get it 
And so the me breath is the answer to that, which is fantastic. And I didn't know we were gonna talk about that, but I'll give you the links to the me yeah, breath that's too. Awesome. I'll, I'll definitely set you up with that. That's created, I published that by uh, my friend, Jim Benson. He's a men's sexual trainer. He trains Tantra teachers all over the world on this technique. Wow, that's awesome. And and uh, I guess I I guess I'm speaking from experience. It, it, is it true that with the me breath, if you can, you know, almost hold yourself off longer to where you're still having pleasure, but you're able to control when you do it, isn't it true that the longer you kind of allow yourself to hold it off, the the bigger the release? It can be. It, it depends on so many factors, including mm. like how much sleep you've had, how hydrated you are. I mean, there really are a lot of factors for that. You know, a lot of guys like to do what's called edging to kind of, you know, ride the edge and last and last and last and then Got come. It. But there's 15 kinds of male orgasm. Men are just So edging to. is different than the me yeah. breath. Edging okay. is different. Yeah, edging is totally different because edging is holding yourself right to the edge. Now you actually do edging to learn how to do the me breath. It's a mm. it's one of the ways you learn how to get to what's called the point of no return on a scale of one to 10. There's a place where you cross the threshold and the train has left the station and you're not gonna be able to hold it. And you have to practice being, a, being able to come up to the edge and pull back from the edge. And that's where you're learning the breath, the squeeze and the thrust that are the three moves of the technique. I see. I see. Um, one other thing with kind of our remaining time that I really wanted, I thought I, I definitely have to ask you about because what blew my mind, I'm sure you covered a lot at the boot camp that you spoke at. <laughs> but one of the things that guys told me about that really resonated with them that I was actually surprised about was um, you helped a lot of them overcome their insecurities about size in the yeah. bedroom. Yeah. So what would you say to guys who maybe are a little bit insecure about their size or maybe about it's not big enough for what a woman would want, things like that, you know? Yep. I would say that um, there definitely are men who have micro penises in the one to two inch size. Um, and the average penis size is probably like in the five, in five inch range. That's average, um, you know, so like four to six and a half, maybe seven, you know, that's kind of, kind of what it is, but it depends also on race. So different races have different size and women have very different vaginal canal lengths as well. So there are women who definitely are size queens because they've got really big vaginas and they just need them to be filled up. And other women who have very small vaginas and they're very happy with a three or four inch penis. So a one or two inch penis is is often an issue for a guy. And there are things that can be done for him with regard to um, implants and things like that. But anyone who's, a, there's not a lot of material to work with. So you kind of have to go into things like silicone implants and stuff if you want more girth or length. But once you've got three inches or more, then a vacuum erection device, let me, I've got one right here, hang on. Um, of course I have a vacuum erection yeah, device right here. Just sitting around. Just sitting around. <laughs> Just yeah. sitting around. Normal coffee table. Yep. Well, this is my studio. Hang on. Let me show you. So this is this is a crappy penis pump. I I have literally helped over a thousand men start using a penis pump. Penis pumps will make your penis bigger. You can start with three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten inches. You can always get more girth 
and length, but you can't get it with an adult store piece of crap like this. First of all, it's a one size fits all. It has no gauge or readout. The release valve is very sticky. You don't want to stick your dick in this. Um, what you want is something like this. Let me get it out of here. I only recommend one. Oh, this is closed. I only recommend one brand. It's called the Whopper and it's a two cylinder system. I got to get the hand pump out of here. It's going to take me a second. It's a two cylinder system that essentially allows you to pump for girth and length. And when you pump for girth and length, what you're doing is you're stretching out what's called the suspensory ligament. And the suspensory ligament gets you a little hang, a little longer drop on your penis, which is nice. So that's what this pump does. And this is so, so funny. I've got a brand new one sitting here. Isn't that a riot? Yeah. I just so happen to have my favorite it's penis perfect. pump right here. <laughs> Comes with this nice pump with a mm. fantastic gauge and a very good release that works quickly. And then it comes with two cylinders and you can get different size cylinders. So you actually, the cylinders come in all different sizes. So you can start with something as, you know, even we have even smaller ones there. They have even smaller ones than this all the way up. And when you work with the two sizes, the first one, you fill it up, you fill your penis up in here and you hold it for about 10 minutes. Basically what the pump does is it draws blood into your penis. Mm. And you, you, what you wanna do is you wanna increase your blood carrying capacity. Now this works not only for enlargement, for, but for reversing erectile dysfunction. Um, it can't fix all ED, but it can do a lot. A lot of guys have problems with something called venous leak, which means they can get hard, but they can't, they get bendy or they can't hold an erection. Mm. Um, and so you pump up for 10 minutes, you draw the blood in and hold the blood in there. It expands the penis. Then you let it go and you masturbate yourself to an erection. And then you let it deflate and you go into the bigger pump. So like this one is, which one is this? Is this a three inch? This is the three and a half inch. The one that comes with the Whopper is a three inch. Um, this, you put your balls in there. You put all your junk in there. So you put your testicles and your penis in here and it pulls down on that ligament and increases the length and you hold it for 10 and then you let it go. And then you met, you, but you trap the blood in the second pump. Where's the cock ring? It's right here somewhere. I saw it fall out. Here it is. Uh, you can use any kind of what's called a constriction device or cock ring. And you trap the blood into the penis full of blood at the end and hold it in there for half an hour. That expands all the blood vessels so that your getting more blood carrying capacity. You do that every other day for 13 weeks and you will add significant length and girth to your penis size. And there are guys who've been pumping for years and they've got gigantic penises. Most women don't want a gigantic penis. They want an average penis. The average woman wants an average penis, four and a half, five inches long. If, they, if they're on a hot date or a fantasy thing, they want a six inch or a seven inch, but they don't want that every day. They don't, they don't, mm. they don't want to be like <laughs> too yeah. much penis, you know? Be sore um, walking around every day. <laughs> exactly. But what guys uh, watch all this porn and they see all these giant schlongos and they feel like what they have isn't going to satisfy a woman. Not true at all. 
So I really want to support guys in knowing how to pump, how to pump well, how to pump without hurting themselves. Because if you over pump, you can, you can stretch what's called the tunica albuginea. And the tunica albuginea tears like an ACL. It's like stretching mm. um, plastic wrap. And when mm. you pull that, it doesn't go back. And then you get this like lump and your penis starts to bend and you get something called Peyronie's disease. So the thing, I wrote a guide. I'll give you the link to it. It's called the pump guide. And the pumping guide is fantastic because I tell you exactly what to do, exactly how to do it, exactly what system to get, how many gains you can, you know, what you can think of and the supplements that go with the most gains. So how to get the most gains with the least amount of effort in the fastest amount of time. That's what my book is about. And it okay. talks about gains wave treatments and the Phoenix Pro which are acoustic wave device treatments. One's a do-it-yourself and one's you go in for the treatments. And those really firm up a hard-on and reverse erectile dysfunction. So they work beautifully with a penis pump. And then you can also do something called a P-shot, which is, a, it's called PRP. It's an injection of growth factors from your own blood taken out of your, taken out of your arm, put in a centrifuge. They take the good stuff out and then with lidocaine, totally numb. They re-inject the growth factors into your penis and it brings and stimulates new tissue growth. The pumping mm. does, the gains wave does, the Phoenix Pro does, the P-Shot does. They stimulate new tissue, nerve, and blood vessel growth in the penile structure. And so this is called sexual regenerative medicine. And it, it, they all work. And one of the things that I like is that my fans trust me. And they're like, I've always been afraid to try it. Or I tried to pump and it didn't work. Are you promising me that it's going to work? And I'm like, dude, I promise it. If you read my guide and get the pump I recommend, it will freaking work. So I've had great success with it. I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Well, I think these guys definitely got a lot of value today. And like I said, all the links that she's been talking about, all these eBooks, you can check them out for free in the links down below in the description. Um, well, on that note, Susan, Brad, and I think we've over-delivered for these guys. So is there anything else you want to kind of just add here before we get going? Well, the only thing I'd say is we had a couple more questions we didn't get to. So I'd like to come back. Of course. I would love to have you come back. And um, one thing I asked Susan before we started rolling is if she would because she's from the Phoenix and Scottsdale area. So we're about to get a bigger studio and I have a separate long form podcast that is on the weekends, whereas the dating advice stuff is during the week. So we'll definitely have to have you come back on for the actual longer form podcast where we can go on a lot of different topics, including the, the ones we didn't cover today. So that sounds great. I love doing things with you, Patrick. Thank you so much for being in my world. I'm so happy to collaborate. Awesome. Well, thank you. And uh, we'll definitely look forward to having you back. All right, guys, well, we'll get out of here. And she will definitely also be at our upcoming boot camp this summer. So if you want to come to the boot camp as well, uh, DM me on Instagram. You'll be able to meet Susan Bratton as well. So on that note, we'll get out of here, guys. Peace out.